Um, I want you to come and preach to these people. I think they're ready. I feel like the Holy Ghost said this now. Thank you, musician. Praise Lord, everybody. Good to be in the house of the Lord today. Good to feel His presence. And yeah, we are inviting you to be part of uh, our outreach. This is our first uh, physical outreach that we're doing in Sheldon this Saturday. Um, we're trying to meet in the High V parking lot around 2 o'clock. And that still should give people time to participate in the other activities on Saturday morning. Um, and we're going to do, we're going to hand out flyers, we're going to do prayer drives, we're going to introduce ourselves to the community. Um, I believe God is starting to open those doors for us. Uh, I think we had to be, we just had to get ourselves there and planted a little bit. And... Um, there's a gentleman that we go, we go to, uh, surprise, surprise, we go to a Mexican restaurant quite a bit after uh, after our services there. And uh, I met a guy there, his name is Ernie. Uh, I didn't see him this week, but I've seen him in the weeks past. And uh, we was there with his first day of working. Um, we was talking to him, and he's hungry. He said, God has done so many things for me, it's time for me to do something for God. And he wants to, he's going to reach out to us and find out more about Pentecost. And uh, we had a, a lady yesterday just while we're singing and worshiping in the room that we're in. Uh, Natasha was out and there's a lady standing there and she'd been listening to all the worship and all the stuff going on. We invited her, but she's like, I got to go right now. But I... I, it was it was awesome what I heard, and so I think I think God is beginning to do the work, and now it's time for us to go and do what we can do, and watch God give us the harvest. We only thing we can do is sow seed. The only thing we can do is be the witness and show um, this world that there's another way, there's a better way. How many knows that God has the better way? Amen. If they can get the scriptures up, Mark chapter 10 and verse number 46. I'm going to start there. Um, if you preach or even if you just study the Word of God, I'm sure this happens to you. God gives you something. He begins to speak to you about a subject or a topic or just kind of moving in your spirit about a, a, a story. And I knew that this is where God wanted me. And so I've kind of went into it a little bit deeper in the last few days. And kind of like the pastor said the other night about levels and dimensions. I just want to know, why, what are you trying to show me here? What are you trying to show me? And so last night I just was digging. I was digging through the internet. I was searching and looking in books and uh, commentaries, trying to figure out, okay, God, show me what you want. And uh, I feel like God showed me, uh, it was, it's not my revelation, but it's new to me. It's somebody else that made this little statement. And so um, 
I feel like God wants us to, to hear, hear something today that's going to change your life. How many need something in your life just a change? You need God to take you to that, um, to a place that is deeper in Him, that is, that's going to literally make you a different person. And they came to Jericho. And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great number of people, a great number of people. So there's all these, a crowd, a multitude. And everywhere Jesus went, there was a crowd, a multitude. There was people following him, pressing him, uh, wanting to be around him. It was an exciting time. People that were sick were getting healed. And many times Jesus just healed everyone. You find that a few times in the, in the New Testament where Jesus just healed them all. Sometimes he specifically was looking for one person. And like pastor said, Jesus had a purpose to go to the well. Right. Today, I believe he had a purpose to go to Jericho. Right. And he went out of Jericho, this one pathway, this one road that he knew people would be there that needed him. But it says, a great number of people, and then, comma, and then blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, set by the highway side, begging. Verse 47. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Verse 48. And many charged him that, they, that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And verse 49 says, And Jesus stood still. I want to have something in my spirit and I want to say something to God today to cause Him to stand still. Pause! Much like the woman with the issue of blood when He said, Who touched me? He stopped. In the midst of everything, somebody touched Him in a way that others had not touched Him. And He stood still. And they and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort. Rise, he calleth thee. Verse 50. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. Verse 51. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? Let's just put it in plain English. What do you want? What, what, what do you need? What do you want from me? And the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. In verse 52. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way. Thy faith has made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. 
I don't know how long he was blind. It could have been from his birth. I don't know a lot about his previous history, but the blindness separated him from the norm. He didn't fit into all the other crowds of people. He fit in with the beggars. He fit in with the lame and the halt, the deaf. He fit in with those with sicknesses and diseases. That's where he fit in. And the first thing that struck me here was the way that he was introduced to us. In his introduction to us was simply that he was Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus. So I said, well, what does Bartimaeus mean? What's his name mean? It's, it's important because he was given a specific name here. Many times Jesus just healed the widow woman or he uh, touched the blind person or he healed the lepers. They weren't given names as recognition here. But, but for some reason, they listed Bartimaeus' name. And it was Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus. And so, I looked it up and it simply said, Bar means son of. So, I'm like, well then why did you repeat it the second time? Because it was the son of Timaeus. The son of Timaeus. And so I start digging into the meanings of the name and, and there's, there's all kinds of different theology and there's people with uh, different, different interpretations and, and some even say, and I don't know that it's true and I, and I couldn't find a, a, a firm uh, answer to this, but some say that, that Bartimaeus' father had been blind. And, and, that, and that could have been possible. But, but Timaeus meant honorable. In most settings... Uh, it, it meant honorable, but there was another uh, another interpretation of that name, and it would have been a, a reject, a castaway, a dishonored man. So I'm digging. So God, so which guy was this? Was this the the son of an honorable man, or was this the son of a, a rejected man, or a a son of a man that that was uh, lost in his own way, and maybe he was blind? But as I begin to dig. I felt God saying, this Bartimaeus was a son of the honorable man. They, they, we had to tell you that it, this is Bartimaeus, the, the son of Timaeus. You know, the honorable man. The one that is respected in the community. But yet, but although Timaeus had respect, Bartimaeus was an outcast. He couldn't enter into the temple because of his blindness. He couldn't go worship with everybody else because of his sickness and his disease. He, he, was, he was not uh, received well into his own family probably because he was, he was different than everybody. Although blindness was very common at that point of time. And even today, if you go back to Israel, blindness, there's, there's a lot of blind people. So... Uh, I just God show me what, what you want to show me and God tell me what you want me to hear and so I, no matter what it was no matter what his name meant we know that he was uh, he was called out and, and God had separated him out by identifying who it was and so we know that he begged and we know that he sat by the roadside 
outside every day and he asked of alms and he asked of, of, of other people to help him out and he he needed uh, he needed his friends and family members he needed strangers to help him he was dependent upon a lot of other sources to to make a way for him for himself and he, he sat there that day and, and he got up like every other day like many of us do and we get up and we just go about our normal business and and to Bartimaeus it was normal it was a normal way of life it was just I get up and I have somebody help me or I find my way stumbling to this place that I can sit and it was a, a popular pathway it was a place of heavy traffic it was where uh, the, those that was leaving Jericho went out and so they knew that if if they sat there that there would be a crowd of people come by and there would be travelers and so they, they timed and they set themselves up in a position to receive help from other sources but but uh, it, it wasn't it wasn't something that you could just get it one day and it was going to be over for the rest of your life it would be a daily daily battle we read about the man that in Acts chapter 3 that went was carried daily to the gate these these men and these women were just were just uh they, they weren't received by their own and, and they sat and, and people looked at them differently and, and we find that Bartimaeus had cast off his, his robe at the very end and he walked away from that so they were dressed as beggars they they looked like beggars they they were identified as people that, that needed help and, and so at, at times they were probably looked down upon although loved by their fathers and their mothers they, they couldn't really help them they had their own way to make and so Bartimaeus is sitting there that day and, and, and I don't know what goes through his mind or those around him but they're just hoping for something to happen big and something to maybe a party in town or, or maybe even a funeral to go by or, or maybe something that happened would draw a bigger crowd so they wouldn't have to sit there all day maybe they can make it strike it rich in the first couple hours maybe they would get the alms and they were sitting there in order this, and and I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to set something up for you, but, but the ones that have been there the longest was the ones that got to sit closest to the road. And right. then the ones that were next in line, there was seniority there. So the next, uh, the, the one that had been there for 20 years had sat on the front, and the one that had been there for 19 years sat in the next row, and the, the ones that had been there 15 years sat back. But And we don't know where Barnabas was, but we know that he was in the middle of this group of people. So he was sitting there just by order. By, by customs and he was identified he was a blind man and, and suddenly this this uh, uh, noise began to happen and they they begin to hear a roar of a crowd and then and, and, and they're, they're starting to talk amongst themselves what's going on in Barnabas well I can't see anything can somebody tell me what's going on the deaf people are they can't hear anything so they're they're just and everybody's uh just, just whatever happens, happens. And so maybe somebody came down the road screaming to their their family members, hey, Jesus is coming. And, 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 and Jesus, Jesus who? Well, they're in the day of the Bible, we think of Jesus as Jesus is the only one. But Jesus was a common name. There was a lot of Jesuses. But there was one called Jesus of Nazareth. And he was identified by Jesus of Nazareth. That's who he, that's who he was. And so they begin to say, it's Jesus. Well, Jesus who? Jesus of Nazareth. It wasn't Jesus Smith or Jesus Jones or Jesus. It was Jesus of Nazareth. And so something got in 
Bartimaeus and he began to grow with excitement and all the other beggars around him began to say, well, this is our opportunity. This is the moment that we can seize this, this opportunity. We are, we are seizing the day and the, the moment this is going to be a big crowd of people because wherever Jesus goes, there's something going to happen. There's going to be a, a lot of people around so we can make our living today and we can, we can probably go home at noontime and we can cash in our, our chips for the day and call it a day and rest a little bit. But Bartimaeus and all this, this is going to be different today. Something, something is different about today. I've been, I've been waiting for this moment. I've been waiting for this time. I've, I've been waiting to hear that sound that somebody says, Jesus of Nazareth is on his way. Oh, hallelujah. I feel, I feel the spirit of the Lord in this place. And, and I want to know, are you just anticipating what God wants to do today? Are you anticipating that Jesus is coming up? Are you just looking for the crowd to show up? Are you just looking for an opportunity just to get by today? Or do you really want Jesus of Nazareth to walk into your life? Yes. Come on. And Bartimaeus begins to stand up and scream, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And everybody's saying, listen, you're getting out of your position. You're, you're, you're trying to move up a road. You're trying to cheat the system. And, hey, there's an order here. you got to stay where you're at. you got to wait until the crowd gets to you. Oh, you need to calm yourself down, Bartimaeus. I, I know you're the son of an honorable man, but this don't make any difference for you. And he said, now you need to just speak a little bit quieter. And Bartimaeus said he cried the more. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Thou son of David.
Nobody. Except for John the Baptist, Peter, and the devils knew who Jesus was. There's some ideas. There's some thoughts. Maybe a few stragglers every now and then had a sneaking suspicion. This might be the one. But even his disciples, even the ones that was closest to him, the other eleven, just guessed. Right. Well, you may be like They're telling us that you're just a prophet. And Jesus said, who do you say that I am? And it was Peter, the boldness of Peter. said, oh, thou art the Christ. I know. I something has revealed it to me. Oh, if we could ever get a revelation, I'm preaching right now, to you today and to myself. If we could ever get a revelation of who Jesus really is. Well, we know Jesus is the Father. We know Jesus is the Son. Something I've said 
repeatedly so I know it. But where is this found? Where's that found? I don't have a theology degree. I don't have a heritage that, is, that sent me to college and I learned all I need to know. And I was told all my life who Jesus was. And I was given instruction on what to expect from Jesus. And I struggled. And I stumbled. And I faltered. And I failed. And I couldn't make it. And I questioned. And I sought after things. And I looked for other people to be my answer. I looked for other people to give me the words that I needed of life in my life. I looked for people to help me. I looked for everybody else. But I was just a beggar. Yes. But Brother Tyler, once I understood that Jesus loved me no matter what I was, no matter where I was, no matter if I was blind, no matter if I was lame, no matter if I was broken, no matter if I was a sinner, can I tell somebody, Jesus loves you! Once I know who he is, it will give me permission to come to my father. Right. Hey, we can go to the throne room right. of grace. Right. Cower down. No. Head down. No. The Bible says we go to the throne room of grace. And we go in there boldly. Oh, Bartimaeus, what's your name? I'm, a, my, I'm the son of Timaeus. Yeah. What's your name? Come on, tell me. What's your name? Uh, don't be afraid. Bartimaeus realized that's the son of David. He can change things in my life. Right. He can change who I am. He can change my identity. Yes. He can change what everybody thinks about me in one moment. But I have to push back the crowd of people. I have to get past the crowds of people. I have to get past the creatures. I have to get past the stuff. And I have to get past the chaos. And let me tell you what my message really is. In the midst of all this chaos. In the midst of all this circumstances. And all the stuff that's going on around us. If we have a revelation of who Jesus is. And that he can help us. And he's our friend.
the lover of my soul. He's my rock and my fortress. He's my everything. But here's what happened, Pastor. It says that he was healed and followed Jesus in the way. When you look up that word, follow, it didn't mean just down the street. Right. Take out the city limit sign. Right. He didn't just follow him until it got a little uncomfortable. Right. He didn't just follow him until he's like, you know what, this is just a little bit out of my comfort zone. Right. It means, literally, followed, here means, continued to follow. Right. Wow. 
today. What do you need from Jesus? Stand to your feet. I'm not going to preach anymore. Come to Jesus. Find out who He is. God, show me this. Show me who you are. Come on, if you're sick, come and get healed. If you need salvation, come and receive salvation. What is Jesus to you?